1: Greetings folks and welcome to Good News for the City the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC right here on life-changing talk radio 105.1 FM WAVA My name is Dennis Williams I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio and co-host of Good News for the City welcome to today's show Well folks you know what I believe that that most of our Good News for the City listeners understand that the gospel movement of WAVA Radio in One Heart, D.C. is denominationally, culturally, and generationally broad. This diversity and unity around the gospel are indeed foundational pillars to what God has been up to in the D.C. metro area. But when parts of the body of Christ in our area are not thriving, all followers of Jesus are affected, and we need to respond. Today we're going to be talking about parts of the African American community that are not thriving and remain at risk are not experiencing shalom or peace and are unable to actively contribute to God's kingdom-building objectives. We'll hear about the sobering realities of an erosion of family units, the causes and the solutions through a blueprint for change that brings hope and promises to cultivate the blessing within the culture. We'll hear about God's design for the family and that it's not lost in African-American culture but how the church is more fully engaged in its charge to promote spiritual and social resilience. Man, this is good stuff. And of course, folks, you know the drill. To get us started and to introduce our guest for the day, I want to welcome my good friend and co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales. Brian is Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, buddy, it's good to see you, man. Hey, thanks, man. Been a while. I
2: appreciate it, Dad. It's been a little bit to yeah. be in studio together. And today, we're going to talk about something really, really important. Now, Dennis, you know that Very people important. listen to Good News for the City. Uh, and uh, lots of times when we talk here, uh, we have more expertise in an area of opinion than maybe others. And I had a friend of mine that once said this, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one. Amen. And then he went on to say Amen. some Amen. of them need to be covered up. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> uh, but the area that we're going to dive in today, uh, I'm excited to have people uh, on the phone, that don't just have opinion, but have expertise in this Amen. area to bring to bear in this conversation. Amen. So I'm delighted uh, to have Reverend Jasper Williams and also Dr. Edwin Jones on the phone. They're on separate lines uh, today, so it's a little bit different how we normally do the show, but uh, nonetheless, we believe that the purpose and the mission of what's going to happen today is going to bear fruit in the lives of many people as we talk Absolutely. about the importance of the gospel and the family. Absolutely. So let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, Reverend Jasper Williams, Jr. is Pastor Emeritus of Salem Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and he is the founder and president of the African-American Church's Transforming Society. Uh, God has anointed Reverend Williams, without a doubt, to take up the charge of educating and exhorting the church to catalyze ministry and service to and for the African-American family. Reverend Williams has developed proven strategies for addressing the plight and future of the family unit. As well, on the other line, we have Dr. Edwin Jones, uh, Living Faith Baptist Church and Ministries International. That's what he represents, and he is a native Washingtonian. Uh, he's an ordained preacher. He's earned two doctoral degrees, uh, which, again, we, I'm always glad to have really smart people uh, on hey, the line on talking with us. Yeah, uh, yeah, a yeah. Doctor of ministry and a doctor of philosophy from the Andersonville Baptist Theological Seminary. He is the former president of Faith Christian University and Schools. He served in both the United States Marine Corps and the California Army National Guard. He's been a guest lecturer at places like Emory University and Wake Forest University and at several sort of conventions and conferences throughout the United States and South Africa. Dr. Jones also serves with One Heart DC uh, here facilitating ministry in the inner city, including various evangelism training and outreach initiatives. So gentlemen, again, thank you for being here with us.
1: Dr. Jones, this is Dennis, by the way. Um, I did not realize I may have actually heard you. I am a graduate of Emory University so God bless your heart man I'm glad that you were there all right yeah so well Dr. Jones let's just kind of dive straight in
2: and start with you uh, Dr. Jones, the concept of family is extremely important in the Bible. In fact, God ordained it, God created it, and it's talked about both in a physical and theological sense through Scripture. So for some of our listeners who may not be as aware as you are about what the Bible says about families, and specifically how God designed for families to be created and to work, can you kind of unpack that a little bit for them, in case they're just not aware like you and I may be?
3: Okay, just... uh. Wanted to share, of course, from Genesis, from the very start, in the beginning, and uh, Genesis uh, one twenty-eight that talks about uh, when God uh, created uh, the heavens and the earth, of course, in Genesis, and then also uh, brought man and woman together uh, to be one, and he, and He blessed them, mm. uh, and also He told them to be fruitful and multiply,
1: yeah, and to
3: have dominion over the things of the earth and everything. So God's intention. Uh, for the family to be a, a, a key key piece in his creation uh, by uh, actually exhibiting uh, his love and, and his kindness and, and his, un- his understanding of uh, what this world was really all about. And unfortunately, in the world that we live today, uh, we see that uh, we have what we call broken families. We have, yeah. you know, we have, uh, you know uh, 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 blended families. We have,
1: uh,
3: you know, families that are just torn apart through divorce and all of these other sort of things, far from what God created and spoke about in Genesis when he told them to be one and to be fruitful uh, and, and to multiply and to really have dominion. Okay. So we just see the family being defeated. In our, in our society, across cultural and, and uh, uh, boundaries uh, that we see this happening throughout. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I love the intentionality behind the word that you use, key piece in here, that the idea of the family wasn't something that sort of stumbled into over a period of time, but rather it was foundational to the very creation of the people that exist on this planet. And, and uh, Reverend Williams, you've studied how cultures thrive, as well as the relationship of that sort of idea of thriving with maintaining an inherent focus on God's original design that Dr. Jones has talked about from Genesis for family units. What are some of the key principles in your experience for thriving family units?
4: Well, it goes back uh, to the beginning, as Dr. Jones was just saying, how God designated the role of the man, the woman, and the children, to a large extent, to what mm. the Bible teaches. Uh, the man is to provide, the woman is to be the nurturer of the home. And of course, the inference of the scripture is that our children are to obey. As relates to the African American community, we find that too many of our homes are without uh, the man to provide, and therefore the double load of providing and nurturing is on our women. And that means that our children do not have the kind of road models that they need to have and do not have the kind of provision made for them that God calls for as it relates to the man. And as a result, we have sixty-eight, seventy percent 70% of our households headed by our women. And therefore, um, sin, whatever you want to call it, or crime is rampant in our communities.
2: Yeah, and I want to follow up with that, Reverend Williams, when you talk about this observation throughout history, but specifically in the modern times of that sort of erosion of the family unit. Specifically, you're speaking to the African-American community there. And it seems that, that some African American communities, especially ones that may find themselves in an underdeveloped area of our country, or uh, sometimes people like to use the term inner city that sometimes comes with some implications that are inaccurate, but definitely uh, in some places that may be sociologically or maybe in some other sort of way, economically more uh, deprived of opportunity. What are some of the at risk behaviors? and sort of statistics that you then see connected to some of those behaviors that are eroding this family unit.
4: Well, that's black-on-black crime. You know, uh, we see how our people become all upset about one police officer who may be white who kills a black person. We all come out in protest against that, and yet every day 500-plus Of our people are killed by our people Mm. each and every day, which equates to 7,000 plus people killed by our people. So it's like misplaced value on life. It's more like we as a race uh, get mad with white killing one and yet say nothing, do nothing about blacks with black-on-black crime, when in essence, black-on-black crime, we're all doing time mm-hmm. because we're locked up in our minds. There's got to be a better way, so we are calling for it to stop yeah. today.
2: Now, Dr. Jones, you know, you've spent decades now uh, ministering and addressing these types of issues that you've been speaking about already and Reverend Williams talked about in, in the Washington metro region specifically. How does what Reverend Williams say said right there apply? And is there anything in particular that you would say that's more or less significant to the Washington metro area than maybe in other areas of the country?
3: Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't see as far as the African-American or black community is concerned that, that it differs uh, throughout this country. Uh, what uh, Reverend Williams says is right, is right on point uh, with the issues that we are experiencing. And because he, I mean, he speaks about the problem. Uh, he, he presents the solutions uh, to, to those problems, uh, his uh, research and his involvement, uh, with, uh, the government, the educators, uh, law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, uh, in, uh, Georgia, uh, where he, uh, uh, has started the program through uh, through his church there through Salem Bible Church uh, and everything, and so he is he is right he is right on point and he has uh, given us a, a blueprint has a book that that is written uh, that is out the, the blueprint uh, for change. And mm-hmm. uh that, that blueprint lays it out in there the very things that uh, Reverend Williams spoke about, the abuse and, and the absentee fathers and the crime and the violence and, and explains the disparities uh in our communities, whether it be educational, health wise, employment, housing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The things that Persons in African American uh, communities throughout these United States are facing each and every day, yeah. and so, so I, so I see this definitely as, as, as a tool that can be utilized if persons are willing to be a part of the whole process of understanding this and and and, uh, being educated uh, to
2: this. Yeah and I want to focus a little bit if I can there with Reverend Williams on the whole process. One of the things that I find extremely powerful behind what I understand what you're trying to do is your focus not necessarily on the symptoms or the what is going on but the causes behind the symptoms, the why so if I have a bloody nose uh, and I just focus on the bloody nose but I don't realize the why behind the bloody nose is cancer, I can stop a bloody nose but I got all kinds of other problems that are coming Um, and so I think there's a lot of times, at least as I view things through the lens of my personal experiences or through media, whatever it might be, that we spend a whole lot of our time uh, talking about symptoms or the what, but you've been on this journey to understand the why, the root causes of how we get there, how we get the so-called metaphorical bloody nose, and then you've also been focused not just on how we get there, but then how do we solve those issues in light of that? So could you kind of tell us that story a little bit, that process of how God is shaping your heart and, and where you feel like God is leading you?
4: Yes, I will. I'll try to be as poignant and conscientious of the time as I can, but in November of of, uh, August of 2014, when Michael Brown was killed, that night the Lord spoke to me and told me something had to be done, and I had to do it through the church. And so I sat down, and he revealed to me to contact the governmental officials, Mm -hmm. and when I... Contacted the governmental officials. I asked them to meet me for a luncheon at an identified place in Atlanta, and they did. I had some 90 people there, and I told them I would like to go on a listening tour, come to them one-on-one, and I wanted to ask them two questions. One, what do you perceive to be the three greatest needs in the African-American community that you lead? Yeah. And the second question was, what do you think the church can do about it? I went to all of them wrote down everything that they said, and I gave my notes to Mo School of Medicine that kicked out to me what is called a qualitative analysis. The bottom line of the qualitative analysis is that parenting is the solution to the black American situation. That if we can produce parenting the way it needs to be produced our people aware of what their responsibilities are as parents, that we stand a good chance to turn black America around. That caused me to focus my attention on parenting. I came up with a curriculum that we're calling all churches and pastors throughout the nation to grab a hold of and thereby teaching their churches and hopefully we can sift down significant change in our community.
2: And that's that blueprint for change, I believe, we've just been talking about in the African-American community. So, you know, leading us sort of the next question, I'd want to ask you then from that research, obviously you developed that blueprint from change, focusing on the family. Could you sort of briefly describe maybe some key elements of that, and particularly the role that you hope to see pastors, or pastors should be in the pulpit as well, playing uh, for people who come and are a part of their church community?
4: Well, in addition to that for the pastors, I have series of sermons that i preached over four years, which brings your congregation up to receiving what it is that they need to do from the preaching Semitic, mm-hmm. uh direction of everything, and therefore uh, it, it, it can sift down from this. And then we have classes that the churches are going to be asked to uh, put into focus in their communities, and with the preaching from the pulpit and the teaching in the classes in our churches nationwide, hopefully it can sit down and we can all begin to realize significant change.
2: So uh, one of the questions I'd have then to follow up with you for is this curriculum that you develop, would you say it's specifically African-American centric in that? Or would you say, say one of our listeners are hearing and they're uh, part of an Hispanic community, a part of a Caucasian community, a part of an Asian community, and they recognize some of the, the very same challenges and where they're at, would, would you say that's applicable for them too and you would encourage them to pick it up?
4: Well, let me tell you, that's an excellent question that you ask. Uh, you must have a great deal of professionalism in yourself to <laughs> ask me that kind of a question.
2: Well, I'll take that, the compliment. Thank you. <laughs>
4: the answer to that is, as I have preached and talked about parenting and teaching it, uh, white people, Hispanics, and others have been in the services and have told me over and over again and again, how it is applicable to their communities mm. as well. Yes. And so you're spot on with that. This is, as you know, there's an erosion of families, not only in the African-American community, but in all of America. When you look at it, it may be for different reasons as it relates to the background. Mm-hmm. But basically, we all have the same issues. And so, yes to that. It will meet the needs of Hispanics, whites,
2: I once had a friend said, we all have the same issues, even though we may be wearing different jerseys. Uh, And uh, he was talking about our humanity and whatever the skin tone or cultural background that we may have. We still have a lot of things in common, specifically the things that we struggle with. And so obviously there's some fruit already coming from this, Reverend Williams. Could you talk about uh, some of the fruit you're seeing and your hope for the future there?
4: Yes, uh, people are responding very well to us. We uh, are still in the process of perfecting our curriculum. We thank God for that. And for people like Dr. Jones, who has reached out to me to see what we're trying to do and to latch on and to expose me to the Washington, Virginia, and other places, uh, I want to thank him while I'm on this station for what he's done. And above all, I just need prayer mm. to strengthen the need of what it is that we're trying to do. This is a selfless something that I have embarked upon, and of course, I need God yeah. and of course the people to hopefully respond, and we see some significant change.
2: Yeah, amen to that. Now, Dr. Jones, I understand that uh, you are planning a four-day summit uh, in connection with Reverend Williams, and, and faith leaders focused specifically on dialogue and legacy-building strategies designed to restore the spiritual heritage of the African-American family. Uh, Can you describe some particulars, give some people, our listeners, some particulars about the Family Focus 411 Summit and why uh, faith leaders need to participate in it, and more importantly, advancing and helping understand faith-oriented strategies to reclaim areas of revitalization that are needed in the role of the black male in the family unit that he represents?
3: Yes, uh, the focus uh, 411 summit, uh, which is uh, also our E, e- Bright uh, uh, post, uh, that uh, uh, we are, we are planning uh, to do our make our first step, mm-hmm. our first step, and which I believe that our first step is bringing uh, Pastor Williams here to the DMV area to have the leaders exposed and to be able to hear. And 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 I believe uh, some of them will, and I pray that most of them will mm-hmm. kept his vision. As I was there in March of this year, uh, I, I caught his vision.
4: Yeah, I caught
3: his vision. So so he is the visionary, as far as I'm concerned. He is the visionary for this. I'm I'm, I'm John. I'm a voice crying in the wilderness, mm-hmm. just trying to make the path straight.
1: Yeah, to
3: for leaders to be able to come to hear. In fact, we, the focus of this uh, first meeting and everything with Pastor Williams is just him casting the vision. I
4: right. want them
3: to hear it. I want them to hear uh, what he what he has to share uh, from from the blueprint uh, in reference to the curriculum. His, his experience is just as he has shared on this broadcast to bring that truth, to bring that truth here uh, to the uh, Washington metropolitan area, that these leaders would... It would be, be convinced, converted, convicted, whatever it might take, that they might hear this truth. Because as Max, John Maxwell said, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. And so I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't back off from saying a lot of the effects that we see in our communities, whether it be uh, from the church standpoint, the political standpoint, or whatever, it's because of our leadership. And so we are encouraging we are reaching out in every way that we can think of to reach pastors to come out not only not only just for them to come out but to bring some of their key leaders okay or persons in the congregation so they all can hear it hear the message uh that um uh pastor wins is is going to present to us just as just as he has presented it here on uh you know our broadcast here, here today and, and and I believe I believe that, that the fruit the fruit that we're going to get from that is going to be a start of a revival to really reach the families in our communities here in the, in the D.M.V. because it is much needed. It's all of the things that we face each and every day mm-hmm. to, to the breakdown of the family again, the disparities uh, that we have. But then that through Pastor winds coming here that the church will become visible in our communities and in the lives of our African-American families. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm believing for a great revival within the lives of our churches, and then they take that fire and light a fire and a revival in our communities. And really, this is all a part of the Great Commission, by the way.
2: Yes, it is. I love that. Dr. Jones, now you sold me. Uh, but uh, for people who may be listening, would you give them some more information on when the summit is or where they can go to find out more about it to register in the last minute or so?
3: Oh, okay, of course, the summit is uh, September the uh, 13th uh, through the uh, 16th. Uh, uh, it will be in D.C., it will be in Virginia, it will be back in D.C., then it will be in Maryland for people to find out more about it if they go to uh, Ebright. Mm-hmm and 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 family focused 411
2: right just put yeah, that in yeah. the search bar then
3: right right Right, just put that in there. It will pull up all the information of explaining, uh, you know, from a, a biblical standpoint, the, the importance of the family, you know, our responsibility as the body of Christ reaching out to our families and everything. And then there will have all of the the location, the date, and the times, and and even some telephone numbers for no. them to
2: contact someone. Well, Dr. Jones, thank you for taking some time. For people who are listening, uh, he's actually pulled his car over to the side of the road to call in. So first of all, thank you for not trying to drive and talk to us. I can barely drive on my own. I can't imagine the challenge of that. And and uh, Reverend Williams, thank you as well for calling in. And we look forward for both of you being up here in September. And it's our hope and our prayer that God is going to use this conversation that we've started today to drive people uh, to come to that conference and to hear more about the blueprint for change of how God can change not just African-American families, but all families uh that need to hear the hope of the gospel. Right, Dennis?
1: Amen. Guys, thank you so much. God bless you both. This is a lot of good stuff. I don't think this is enough time with you, by the way. So uh, we'll probably have you back again so we can go over more of this information, especially after the event, uh, September 13th through the 16th. Folks, you heard that, September 13th through the 16th in our DMV area. Um, Put in your search bar, Family Focus 411. That'll bring up some information for you. Also, if you want to hear this again, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or wava.com, put in the keyword good news. Look under our podcast. Or you can call me. For more information, Dennis Williams, Director of Ministry of Relations here at WAVA Radio, 703 807 2266. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the
0: gospel, the
1: gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart, D.C. This is a partnership. Movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.